Hello and welcome, welcome back to this, The Backhanders. We bring you all the ins and the outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each and every tennis slam and are unafraid to slam tennis. And with me, a man whose back chat has netted him no shortage of backhands over the years. Catters, how is the dating scene going? (laughs) Yes, Lightning, doing very well, thank you very much. I. Think many would refer to my dating approach to that similar of my tennis game itself, unorthodox. But <laughs> alas, I will persist. And uh, Lightning, great to be with you. I'm a little bit sad. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Russian file, Russo file, yes, yes. Rush file. Um, not just due to my passion for Rush Hour 3, as outlined in our previous episodes. Also a fan of Russian tennis players, Lightning. So there is a Kafelnikov-shaped hole in my heart at the moment, Lightning, that I cannot fill. And no amount of vodka has been able to solve it over the last few days. And looking at the draw, Lightning, I couldn't help but notice that It wasn't only Russians that have been removed from this year's tournament due to obvious reasons. I can't help but think that Australia has also been banished. There is no representation here. And what have we done as a nation, Lightning? Oh, no, wait a second. We're just shite at tennis. It's not political. It's purely personal. Get better, you lumbering oafs. This just in, not Australian tennis players in the top 100. We've done some research and battler Matt Ebden has uh, failed to crack into the top 100. But no, there's a couple of Aussies. I mean, Curios is flying up the ranks. He's 45 now in Grand Theft Auto, I believe. So, you know, let's see if that translates to some tennis form. Just outrageous i really despise our lack of representation at the moment lightning it almost makes me want to join yet another country but until my polish citizenship comes through i'm reliably informed i can't just keep skipping from one to the next they're not pokemon you can't collect them all i've been warned that's right but cat is this year, if there's ever a year for Australians to sneak in, to rise up and claim a tournament, it's this one because Wimbledon this year has no ranking points, so people are pulling out willy-nilly. It has no Russians. It has nothing, Catters. It's Wimbledon 2022, as we've not seen it before, a glorified exhibition tournament. What the heck are we doing, Catters? Yeah, it's a good question because... You know I'm well up for skipping an episode if we can. So what are we doing, Lightning? (laughs) Contractually, it says that we need to do a preview, an update, and a debrief. But I think when you strip the ranking points, all bets are off. And I've just had that sneaking suspicion for a very long time that we've just been so distracted by the pageantry over the years. Because seriously, Lightning, this whole facade that these posh, out-of-touch idiots at the all England grass green bush club of the Great British Bake Off keep peddling is this all white policy they've had it forever you know it'll be all white on the night no it won't first of all you don't play at night because you're so backwards I have been there once lightning and I swear there were sundials everywhere it was medieval and 
I just think that they have to get with the program. And part of that is to allow warmongering Russians to bring their weapon of choice on court and have their way with opponents. And while they're at it, grab an Australian chump by the hand and give them a sporting chance to perform on center stage. Because heaven knows it's going to be another generation till we find a bash arty. But no, seriously, I flagged it very early. This year's theme should be Wimble, Don't Bother. And I stand by that. You know, and some of the players have gotten on board very early on. Naomi Osaka read the tea leaves. She said that she would find it very hard to motivate herself Mm. if she didn't have ranking points dangling in front of her Mm. like the metaphorical carrot lightning. And that carrot has been snatched away and is being currently munched on by the queen (laughs) as she sits back on her golden throne and mocks us peasants who are expected to still love the game of tennis where there's nothing on the line. Mm. And I know that our friend Naomi copped a bit of criticism for talking about the fact that she wouldn't necessarily be motivated. But wisely, she instead said she was injured and has pulled out. Yeah, she did. She did. I believe, Kata, she strained a muscle whilst trying to give a toss. So she's um, (laughs) packed her bags and... Well, she's not alone, Lightning, and... uh, As you can sense, I'm struggling a little bit to get up for this tournament. And Mm. all I want Mm. is something at stake. Money's not enough to motivate these players. And that's sad. Mm. I mean, a couple of million dollars on the line. I would have hoped that some of these players would get out of bed for that. But apparently not. (laughs) No. Kataza, I think it's time to embrace the slur that has been across this tournament already. And that is... It's labelled as an exhibition tournament. Nothing mm. more than an exhibition tournament. Maybe the answer is just to fully embrace that. Mm. You know, it's to just ensure that every match players have to give their rackets to a ball kid, you know, to play <laughs> to play a point. You know, maybe it's they all have to impersonate a fellow player at some point during the game. It's, does it have to go that angle, Catters? I think it does, Lightning. I think it's become such a Mickey Mouse tournament now that they should go down that full charity mm. route where mm. they pull out the giant novelty racket and we all have a <laughs> laugh and someone rides Diego Schwartzman around like a small donkey and there's a lot of potential there, Lightning. There is. I would love the idea of during the second set if Henri Leconte gets wheeled out <laughs> and they have to do a doubles pairing yep. with the mic'd up Frenchman. Yeah, that whole tossing three balls and trying to serve them simultaneously <laughs> never, ever gets old. Well, Lightning, I Leconte give a toss for this tournament. <laughs> So whether we defrost him from his cryogenic chamber again and wheel him out, I don't care. Let's just get on with this episode and figure out what I'm supposedly excited about in the next segment. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. Catters, it's tough. It's tough. Wimble, don't bother. Is about to be in swing. We're on the back foot. 
We're not charged up like we usually would be for the wondrous grass of Wimbledon, but but I implore you, I encourage you to just find something out of this half-baked exhibition tournament we're about to enter. Kat, is what could possibly get you excited this year? Well, Lightning, I think we should just start by reframing this segment a little bit to, mm. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, nothing gets the juices in the Catford factory going quite like... British disappointment. It might be the fact that they view us as inferior convicts, Lightning. It might be the fact that they peaked as an empire about 500 years ago. It might be the fact that Boris Johnson has a shit haircut. But all these factors combined makes me think when Brits struggle, my mental health goes through the freaking roof. And... In keeping with that vein, Lightning, I just want to draw attention to how many players are currently getting injured on tour that have a British passport. Yes. It's no coincidence, Lightning. Hmm. They should name the nation Great Brittle because <laughs> these people are shattering like, wait, wait, like plates at a Greek wedding. Yes, we haven't mentioned that. In the last three segments, so I will take that opportunity. Lightning, it came to my attention during the week that Emma Raducanu is yeah. currently Emma Raducanu reached down to my own ankles because she's got major injury problems at the moment. And fair enough, fair enough. She's obviously not in her prime. She's 19, so, you know... Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was 19, I was only vying for a position in the Australian gymnastics team, but good on you, Emma. You know, obviously quite difficult stretching for those balls on the baseline. Um, but fragile Emma has managed to break both arms, or I don't know what she was doing, but... Um, yeah, I think she was carrying the weight of expectation of an entire nation. <laughs> it's crumbled beneath it. She's got repetitive selfie elbow, which has uh, <laughs> taken her out for the rest of the season. And her male counterpart, Muzza, Robo Muzza, who, I mean, let's face it, what is there left to injure? He's 90% <laughs> made of iron. As long as they keep servicing him <laughs> and oil him as instructed, I don't really see what can go wrong. But the remaining part of flesh he managed to injure, he strained a muscle in his stomach, I believe, lightning. Yeah, something like that. I believe he, um, they'd inserted a new feature in the robot where if he dropped a racket, he could hold out his arm and a magnet would send the racket back into his hand like Thor's hammer. Mm. So they were working on that feature, you know, just when he, he was crippled by the weight of the hammer being thrust back into his arm. And then that's where the abdominal injury, I think, came from. Right. Wow. Mm. That's extremely detailed really uh, and was. unnecessary. <laughs> really unnecessary background information. I was looking for something <laughs> a, a little bit less technical and a little more comedic. But Thor's Hammer, we will go with. Great initiative, Robomuzza. I don't get no points for a more recent movie reference. I mean, this <laughs> hypocrisy of this podcast. But Lightning, beyond just these two people... I think it's just key for us to underline the fact that when you have a home tournament, the expectations are that you will produce some local hopes. Mm -hmm. And when it falls to Cam Norrie, <laughs> who 
Don't get me wrong, Lightning made a wonderful cameo in Weekend at Bernie's, but he has the charisma of a black hole. I don't want him as your pinup boy. Who else have we got? Laura Robson? No. She retired recently and never really got out of second gear or second round for that matter. Uh, Heather Watson, Dan Evans. Dan Evans. Dan Evans. Having served his multiple bans for cocaine usage. I mean, I respect a guy who has white line fever lightning, but it's just not servicing him well when he gets on grass. So... (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. So I just think generally we need to really acknowledge and celebrate the fact that Great Brittle has a giant chasm in terms of form and talent. And I'm not suggesting Australia's in a good place, Lightning. God knows they're not in a good... (laughs) God knows they have some soul-searching to do, Lightning. But it just gives me some heart that the mothership is sinking like a... I wish I had a movie reference for that. I don't, but just like a big ship that goes down very slowly, Lightning. How about you, Lightning? What's making you ask why we should come on? (laughs) Cutters, it is great that One Nation's demise is adding to your mental health, so I'm really grateful (laughs) that a nation's disappointment gets you up. And for me, Cutters... This come on segment. It's the return of the Queen, Catus. Serena Williams. Do you remember her? She's that, oh. that one who's going for 24 slams and has for about the last 24 years been trying to crack that. <laughs> and she is back, Catus. She recently tweeted out of nowhere. People were throwing around rumors of retirement. And all of a sudden on Twitter, we see a picture of her shoes and the three words, it's a date which, you know, she's been sitting on for the last couple of years, the old date. So finally she's off it and she's entering in Wimbledon, Catters. So I can only assume that whilst retirement was obviously firmly in her sights, she is eyeing off a chance to nab that 24th, Catters, because she's just waited in this brilliant stealth move for Schwantek, the unbeatable to get onto the only surface that there is a tiny chink of her armour, and that is on grass, her least favourite surface. Everyone's pulling out left, right and centre. She saw a Saka go in the other direction. She is eyeing a chance to get into this tournament and win one whilst everyone's backs are turned. Katazen, you can see the fingerprints of this stealth move everywhere. She has paired up in her warm-up to Wimbledon with Jabeur, who is currently ranked three in the world. She is... Definitely the next biggest threat to this tournament. A fantastic grass player. Kattis, she pairs up with her, plays with her. Jabur has just pulled out of that tournament injured. Mm. And I can only assume it's because Serena spent the entire tournament just like, yours, <laughs> yours, die for that one, get that one, grab that one. All Jabur's like, you're returning serve. What are you doing to me? She has been tattooing her with every serve in the back of the head. It's just been like missile fire from behind her. Jabur's just running for cover, injured. She is doing whatever she can, Cutters, to nab 24. And it is fantastic. Serena Williams back at Wimbledon. I mean, something to be excited about, Cutters. Yeah, absolutely, Lightning. I think 
To say that she was out of form is unfair because she had actually performed quite well at the retirees bingo club in Florida the last few months. So I feel like mentally she's there, but physically she's definitely not there, Lightning. I hate it when we fat shame and we body shame and we... I know you particularly like to actually draw specific notes on every screenshot of players and send it to them with the details of an available plastic surgeon in their area, which I just think is extremely unfair. We all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's fat shaming, but for you to call yourself on Twitter the fat shaman is next level trolling. (laughs) But Serena doesn't look out of shape, but she certainly looks out of her league on the court at the moment. Mm. She was swinging recklessly and, again, probably just trying to injure her partner or anyone who could get within a 50-meter radius of her racket, which I totally respect, Lightning. If you can't beat them, beat them. And that's obviously her killer instinct coming through. So the physical intimidation of having Serena there is wonderful. And the big question that everyone's asking, Lightning, is what will she wear? Yes. What will she wear and when i say it a second Mm. time i know it sounds more dramatic but i'm genuinely asking you lightning what will she wear i'd suggest she's going to pry on efficiency cutters and just use probably the clothes she's been wearing for the lawn bowling tournaments she's been doing (laughs) on the side every time i have a bagel i'm just trying before the match i'm just thinking okay today i better don't eat the bagel today Fed up and poo down, a time when we uh, consider who is fedding up, who's replacing these greats, uh, and and who's pooing down, who's failing to deliver on their potential cutters. Who is it for you this year? Well, Lightning, I love when athletes take a stand. I think immediately of Jesse Owens at the Berlin Olympics. I think of... Yeah. (laughs) I think that's all there's been, those <laughs> athletes that have stood up, Gattis. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think of that too. Yeah. Go on. There's been heaps of them, Lightning. I just, I think of them a lot. Mm. But then... Mm. I can tell. They sit down again and <laughs> I forget about them. <laughs> but one that has stood up this week in a more memorable fashion, Lightning, is, uh, at least for this goldfish of a brain that I'm sporting today... <laughs> is Eugenie Bouchard, (laughs) otherwise known as the female such a shame. And what a Canadian battler. Just heart and soul. Lightning, I reckon if you'd cut her, she would bleed maple syrup. She is really special. And I'm struggling to describe her because I haven't seen her in such a long time. She's become so irrelevant. But this week... She stood up and she said, hey guys, my name's Eugenie Bouchard. I'm still alive and I'm still a tennis player. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not going to play Wimbledon because I have standards. I want to speak about a real problem today. And that problem is my ranking. It's at 256 and... It has been officially registered as a government-sanctioned charity, and I need help. So, as a result of this, she's pulled out of Wimbledon. Lightning, she's pulled out, not showing up. 
256 in the world. Last time I checked, there's 128 spots in the tournament, but she's taken the higher ground (laughs) and said that I'm not going. No, 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 no. I don't need your money. I don't need your pity. I don't need your respect. I'm going to stay at home and uh, see you suckers later. So for that, I say Eugenie Bouchard, thank you. I do love that though, Cutters. You know, the withdrawal from the tournament citing, well, if there's no ranking points, I don't want to participate. You know, because I, I saw there was a black belt karate tournament against Jackie Chan. And when I heard there was no prize money on offer, I chose not to enter. Exactly. Lightning, it reminds Mm. me of the time that I said no to being the main model for Calvin Klein's new underwear range because I just really felt that it objectified men. And uh, that was another stand that I took that I really, really stand by. To be able to stand by my own stands is beautiful inception that I think all the listeners at home can appreciate. Totally. Well, that's the gold standard of standing, I think, right there, Catters. So right now, Lightning, I think we can safely say that Jesse Owens, Eugenie Bouchard and Catters have a lot in common and... I look forward to being the answer to a pub trivia question in the distant future. (laughs) Lightning, my poo down Hmm. is witchcraft. Never been a fan, (laughs) never fully bought into the concept. Always been a little sus on it. And one man who's not is Rafa Nadal. And Rafa decided that modern science wasn't good enough for him after having... Marched on Capitol Hill on January 6th. <laughs> Rafa has returned to London early and engaged with the fat shaman, I guess I can only presume, <laughs> for treatment on his ankle. His very swollen ankle. Who are you going to call? You're going to definitely get a hold of Dr. Fritz, <laughs> who. <laughs> has also helped me with other medical emergencies in the past since my fertility's been pooing down as of late. But Dr. Fritz decided to go all alternative and zap Rafa's ankle to kill all the nerves in this problematic region of his body. Mm -hmm. It meant that... Rafa has actually no feeling in his ankle anymore. They have killed all the nerves leading up to that problem spot. So he's now a new man without Mm. having to go through any of the robotics that you described at painstaking length (laughs) in our last segment, Lightning. I cannot tell you enough how hard that's going to be to edit out. So listeners, apologies in advance. But... In Rafa's case, it's fantastic. As long as he doesn't want to be able to play with his kids when he's older, it's a good result for everyone. And I can only say that it sets a dangerous precedent, Lightning, because if we had this sort of therapy, then the nervous nature of Arena Savalenka when she's trying to serve out any of her matches over the last four years, you could have just brought on Dr. Fritz, a couple of zaps... Yana Novotna in the 93 final, just a bit of electroshock therapy between the second and third set. 
So I look forward, Lightning, as the ATP are introducing on-court coaching to also be wheeling out a giant microwave at the change of end. So any players with a niggling injury can just go for a walk on the little turntable for 20 seconds and get nuked. <laughs> Lightning, who's your fed up? Caddis, for me, in the barren landscape that we're sitting on where most tennis players are choosing to take a, a short break, a bit of an intermission between slams, knowing that this won't be classed as one, it's very hard to find who legitimately is performing well. We managed to employ our extensive research team, very grateful for Jordan Thompson joining the team, uh, <laughs> having retired from tennis. He's doing a stellar job. Now that he knows how to spell tennis, he's able to Google it. And what he's come up with in the dark reaches of the internet cutters is a Dutch tennis player by the name of Tin van Reethoven. Mm. This man cutters who none of us have heard of, would have heard of, could have heard of because he'd never won an ATP match, never actually registered a win, was ranked deep in the Bouchards, way down <laughs> in the ranks, and yet entered the Rosmarlin Grass Court tournament in his hometown. Very prestigious tournament. Very prestigious. Yeah, yeah. It cited a Russian by the name of Medvedev, who was the number one seed. So we're not talking chumps here, Cutters. Mm. So never won a match. Of course, never beaten a top 100 player. Enters the tournament, takes out Matt Ebden, everyone's great Aussie trier. And of course, who couldn't beat Ebden? Fine, sure, got that one. But then, Cutters, he takes out Taylor Fritz. He takes out Gaston. He then takes out Auger Aliassime, gets to the final and beats Medvedev. Five straight wins in his first five matches, including the world number one, to win his tournament on his first try. This guy has come from the clappers, Cutters, and won a tournament. It's unbelievable Incredible. story. Tim Van Reithoven. I mean, Kat, as I have no idea what's going on, I can only assume that being in Holland, some of the hometown advantage was beneficial, indeed helpful. The fact that they, they all had to play in clogs, he certainly seemed a lot more at home mm. in those than uh, any of his opponents. <laughs> Keep coming, Lightning. What else you got on your little Dutch <laughs> list there? Keep Googling. Yep. <laughs> He also, uh, it was a real pressure cooker environment. I mean, the Dutch oven that he had these players in. Yeah, I think it just comes down to the fact that he had the will to windmill. <laughs> For me, it was just that extra juice he was playing with, the extra sauce, that, that Hollandaise sauce. Um, no, 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 no. Not having that. Not having oh, that. Oh. I mean... Oh. If I can't have my Amstislam, you're not having your Hollandaise sauce. Cat <laughs> is for me, my poo down. It disappoints me to say this, and that is it's the current world number one on the men's side, Danil Medvedev. Mm. The backhand is a big fans of this man. And yet, Cat is the behavior we've seen in this last week is appalling. He has minimal grass tournaments he can play because he's not able to play Wimbledon. And in this recent grass tournament, he went off his proverbial potato. I believe that's the national fruit of Russia, is the potato. Cat as he'd reached the final against Hubert Furkatz when he was love five down in the first set, really, really struggling. And he went 
absolutely cray-cray cutters at his coach. Not just disappointed at himself, eyeballed his coach and started an absolute tirade only for his coach to stand up, say, I've had enough of this. I'm getting paid in potatoes. I'm out of here. And he marched out of the tournament, out of the stands, and was gone. It was unbelievable scenes, Cutters. Incredible lightning. And he's not alone. There's quite a trend here developing where players are demanding that members of their team Mm. leave the stands. And sometimes you've got to make a stand. It reminds me a lot of Jesse Owens (laughs) in Back to the Future 3, where (laughs) I won't bore you with the details, Lightning, but it's a strange thing because if we go all the way back to Sitsipas a few years ago, he was claiming his father was a zombie. And that's one thing, you know, that's strange and delusional, but at least he's physically dead but spiritually alive father is allowed to remain in his seat. Whereas Holger Wung, a few weeks ago, made his mother do the walk of shame. And in the case of Medvedev, it's pretty embarrassing because there weren't a lot of fans there and all eyes are on the coach. And he's just like, nah, not having that. I'm not paid enough rubles to put up with this utter crap. And just to watch him march out and yet still find time to buy merchandise. And that was touching for me. <laughs> just a nice Slurpee and a couple of novelty keychains just to remind himself. And a Wimbledon t-shirt, <laughs> I believe. And a Wimbledon backchat me, buddy. I've been coaching you for more than six years. It was a very long t-shirt, quite hard to read. Very specific as well. They hadn't sold a lot of them, but in his case, it was just apt. <laughs> It's a great feeling when you walk into a store and there's just the right product available for you. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Including those rather large potatoes he was able to buy and put in a sack and hurl over the stands back onto the court. But this is just a fascinating situation that Medvedev finds himself in, Lightning, because Mm. what was it a lead-up tournament for? Nothing. A lead-up for you to go and sit on a beach somewhere while you're (laughs) barred from the region of Great Britain. So the poor guy didn't have anything really to play for, and you could tell he was annoyed, he was... You know, I think at one point he walked out after the change of ends with a shovel instead of a racket and just started (laughs) digging a hole, both for his public persona as well as physically to remove parts of the baseline. Such was his protest against grass. I think he was running around in ice skates as well just to cause as much damage to the turf. Not a popular figure amongst the groundsmen. Disappointing, Lightning. Definitely didn't need to start that grass fire on court three after his warm-up. Uh, actually, it's unlike us to jump to conclusions, Lightning, but what did he actually say? Good question, Gattis. I've got the transcript here, I believe. He started by turning to his coach and saying, You stupid Get out of the Or I'll put you in the And if you dare get out of the in the you small cat of a and if you don't let me I'll shove this up you and then the doctor will have to pull it out for me personally how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will so no matter what you say or what you write you'll never light a candle to me but each person deals with it differently
Cutters, it's time to leave the listeners with our predictions for this glorified exhibition tournament that no one cares about, and yet they'll pocket a few million for winning. So let's <laughs> offer some advice, suggestions to all those shamans, fat or otherwise, out there wanting to hear our wisdom. Cutters, what's in the tea leaves for you this year? Yes, Lightning, I'm going to go back-to-back raffers. I have picked him for... The French Open, as you know, very bold. And I'm going to suggest that he could win Wimbledon and in doing so, set himself up for the unlikely Grand Slam. For the Calendar Slam, Cadiz. That's correct. The Calendar Slam. Wow. Which would be wow. epic. So so once winning the Calendar Slam, is that the one where you have to create a calendar? Yes. That would be that'd be good. Showing yourself body slamming other opponents, <laughs> photoshopped or otherwise. So um I look forward to Rafa presenting that. You like February? No? No? <laughs> the choke slam. My probably my favorite month. The choke slam month. <laughs> and for the women, I'm tipping Coco Goff to take it out. She oh. Went deep into the French. I don't think that clay is necessarily her best surface. I don't think that anyone should ever claim it's their best surface if they're a self-respecting individual. So I have a good feeling about her on grass. For my dark horses lightning in the men's, mm. it's Herbert Furcats. I just was taken mm. by your description of his surname and I felt a kinship. So, <laughs> and again, breaking my own rule about getting suckered in purely based on the punability yeah. of the surname, but I've got a good feeling. Mm. And on the women's side, well, the true victim of the Ukrainian disaster is the fact that Akuna Matova is not going to be mm. joining have we not suffered enough have we not suffered enough Uh, instead i'm going with simona hallop which doesn't remind me of my childhood and a disney musical so yeah thanks for nothing putin how about you lightning cutters it's an open tournament this year it does feel on the men's side like it's joker's tournament to lose no zvarev no fed a half-baked nadal uh but i'm going to tip against him uh and why not because Berrettini has a much greater chance of winning this tournament than when I last predicted him, because he's been entered in the <laughs> tournament. And Cutters, he has had a wrist injury, a hand injury, which usually you'd assume would set you back, uh, in Dominic Team's case, would cause you to lose all memory of the person. <laughs> and yet, Berrettini has won his last two tournaments. The first two tournaments he's returned to and played in, he's red hot, Cutters. Mm. So I'm going to tip... On the men's side, Matteo Berrettini to take out the men's title. On the women's, it's tempting to go, of course, with world number one, Schwantek, a woman whose ranking points are now greater than the second and third placed in the world players' points combined. And yet, of course, we know that grass is her least preferred surface. She's been putting a little bit of extra work into her grass court game, a little bit of a sweat and polish I believe, as, as we like to call it here in the dad joke corner. But, Cat, uh, as I can't go past Olsjabur, that if she can see through the welts that she has on her face from all the uh, balls cannoned at her by Serena, uh, if her eyesight returns in the next couple of days, don't be surprised if she's able to get up and stand up and win this tournament. Cat, mm. as my dark horse, I, I think on the men's side, Nick Curios for me, is an absolute legit potential. 45 in the world, barnstorming through the tournament, just lost to Furcats in a recent tournament. 
self-proclaimed best player on grass in the world at the moment, as well as the most beautiful man, the smartest individual, <laughs> the uh, closest to God. You name it, Nick has predicted it, and he believes he is all of those things, I believe, in this tournament. He will get up. He will win. He will take a stand, Cutters. And he may well even take to the stand after he injures half the crowd in an absolute tirade of chair throwing. But look out for him to do some damage, either on court or off court. Although he has pulled out recently with an injury. So we heard from the tournament doctor who assessed him in Mallorca when, as the doctor stated, Nick Urios suffers pain in the rectus abdominis on the left side due to the accumulation of matches. So for us supporters of Nick Kyrgios, we've been suffering in our rectus abdominis <laughs> following his career. So hopefully, hopefully he's able to get past that very unfortunate uh, injury in the lead up to Wimbledon. And if he could pull his finger out, I believe it would alleviate some pain in the rectus abdominis, no doubt enabling him a greater freedom on court. So hopefully he's able to do that. And if he can, he will do some damage. Damage. <laughs> on the women's side, my dark horse, Serena Williams. Ooh. She needed a wild card to get into this tournament, but well, I think she could similarly do some damage, and wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? Eyeing her 24th Grand Slam, we will wait and see. Catters, we would often feature a horse relevant to the tournament upcoming. What's it going to be for us this year? Well, Lightning, your reference to Nick Kyrgios and his various exploits that we've come to expect over the last few years makes me think that given it's an exhibition tournament, we need to encourage mm. those that bring the flair, those that would display oh, yes. Harlem Globetrotter-like quality. So I'm suggesting that we look for the show ponies amongst mm. those in the stables. So any mm. player that is bringing the sizzle... <laughs> that is doing something out of the ordinary with reckless abandon, hopefully shanking their own chance of winning the match because let's face it, there's nothing on the line. Thanks, Eugenie, for that important reminder. So I just look forward to the show ponies getting it done in public. Totally. Yep. Let's see who that'll be. Who'll just, you know, mid-match lay that dump on the back baseline, <laughs> you know, whilst prancing around. Equestrian style, it's going to be an interesting tournament. There'll be no shortage of uh, turds mm. on that baseline, Catters. So we await. Yeah. We await. Well, it's time to get the tournament underway. The glorified exhibition that is Wimble Don't Bother in 2022. Listeners, thank you for joining us. You'll hear from us in just a week's time when we pause mid-tournament and review and note who have been our show ponies. Lots to look forward to, listeners. But in the meantime, follow us on Facebook. Join us on Instagram with our handle, The Backhanders. Please review and share this show. We'd love others to jump on board the journey too and find out about it. But in the meantime, if you're struggling, really struggling in a match and you're looking for someone to blame, don't. Hang it on the coach, you silly little of a...